Hi, this is Chris. And this is Almy. And we know something about astrology. I'm a Sagittarius. Almy is a Scorpio. Today is Saturday, September 17th, and this is for September 17th through the 23rd. So, if you haven't noticed, the astrological weather is a bit hyper at the moment. Mm-hmm. It's a bit manic. If you are someone who functions well in frenzied sort of scenarios, you might like this energy a lot. It's pretty high voltage. And I talked about this a little bit in the video we posted on Instagram and TikTok yesterday, but we're dealing with lots of Virgo energy right now, and we're dealing with a lot of Gemini right now. So there is no off switch, so to speak, for our minds at the moment. Our minds are stuck in the on position, and it can make us feel a bit more anxious than usual, definitely more restless, and there might be a lot of overthinking going on in your head. We've got the Sun in Virgo, Venus in Virgo, Mars in Gemini, and also the Moon is in Gemini. Virgo and Gemini are both ruled by Mercury. They're both very interested in information, but they also have very different ways about how they take in information and also how they present information. Virgo almost always wants to keep things simple, and Virgo tends to be more introverted as far as the astrological signs go. Gemini, on the other hand, would rather take in everything, take in all the information, and then decide for itself what it believes to be important. And Gemini also has a rebellious streak that conflicts with Virgo's more traditional approach to life. So right now, Virgo and Gemini are sort of agitating one another. Yesterday, Friday, we had a tense square between Venus, which is in Virgo, and Mars, which is in Gemini. And we're still feeling that today, and we'll continue to feel it at least until Monday. So when Venus and Mars form a square, we have the planet of diplomacy not seeing eye-to-eye with the planet of aggression. And because of that, social pleasantries could go right out the window. Hmm. Also, Mars in general has no patience, And when it's in the sign of Gemini, which is one of the more impatient signs of the Zodiac, it can be really difficult to sit still. So you might find this is a difficult weekend for self-reflection. If you're planning on doing any self-reflection, this might not be the weekend for you. Instead, you might find this a better time to get out there and socialize, get out there and do stuff, you know, go to a heavy metal concert, do some headbanging, go participate in a mosh pit tuck yourself out that way or whatever it is that you do. But at the very least, you're going to want to keep your mind occupied because your mind is basically saying, feed me, feed me right now. So read, write, be creative, do Sudoku, play words with friends, whatever you need to do, because it's definitely a lively weekend and there will be no shortage of energetic talkative people around you and there will be no shortage of people driving way too fast right now so Mm -hmm. be extra cautious on the roads too Uh, if by chance you are feeling scattered this weekend a little bit all over the place well i'd say you're right on track the sun opposed neptune yesterday that's another influence we'll be feeling for at least a few more days And when the sun opposes Neptune, that can make us feel foggy, it can make us feel tired, we might not have our usual pep, and we might just feel sort of confused in general. So I suggest erring on the side of self-care this weekend if it feels like everything is just moving a little more quickly than you'd prefer. 
Uh, speaking of self-care, I want to give a shout out to Pisceans. I know that Virgo season isn't necessarily your time to shine. You've got people sweating you over details, yeah. and this Gemini energy might also have you in a tizzy. So I'm sending a virtual hug to all the Pisceans out there. Uh, I'm actually sending virtual hugs to everyone, regardless of your sign. But oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, you know, I, I, I do what I can, yeah. sending that love. But again, there's just a lot of mental energy in the air right now which can be great and very useful, but because of the Sun-Neptune opposition and because of Mercury retrograde and because the Moon today, at least, is currently in a T-square with both the Sun and Neptune, it might be difficult to direct our thoughts. It might be difficult to figure out what we want to focus on. We might feel like we have a million options, but we're not sure which one to act on. So maybe this weekend isn't the best for making firm decisions about things if you don't have to. Instead, I'd say collect the information and then decide later. By Sunday, the moon will be in Cancer, which will help slow things down a bit. The Cancer moon will definitely help with self-nurturing. When the moon is in Cancer, it's not nearly as interested in doing the mental gymnastics that the moon does when it's in Gemini. Mercury will oppose Jupiter on Sunday, so that can make us feel like anything is possible. When Mercury and Jupiter get together, it can make us feel very optimistic. And also on Sunday, the Sun will form a trine with Pluto, and that can make us feel empowered. So that influence can also make us feel like anything is possible. We might feel compelled to take control of certain areas of our life that might need some work. If there's a difficult conversation you need to have or something you've been putting off, because you haven't wanted to confront it, Sunday or even Monday might be the time to handle those things. Any particular times on Sunday or Monday, or just Sunday and Monday generally? Whatever's good for you. I mean, let me look. The, the Sun-Pluto trine is going to be exact at 9 p.m., Pacific time on Sunday, September 18th. So, and again, that's another one that'll last a couple days. It'll be at its most potent or it'll be peaking, so to speak, at 9 p.m. Pacific on Sunday. But any time around that time, you know, is is fine, whatever works for for your schedule. (laughs) Thanks for the tip. Yeah. And one last thing I wanted to mention before we transition to the Ask a Scorpio segment of our show is that if you haven't already, See where Gemini is in your chart, because Mars is staying in Gemini for such a long time. It's staying in Gemini for seven months. Uh, Usually it stays in a sign for about a month and a half. So Mars is staying in Gemini for a really long time. So see what house or houses Gemini rules in your chart. In my case, I've got Gemini split between the fifth and sixth houses. It rules about half of my fifth house and then half of my sixth. Only you have Gemini in the 12th house and also in your first house. So you find the houses that represent Gemini in your chart, and then you can just look up online how that might impact you personally. In my case, I'd look up Mars transiting the fifth house, and I'd look up Mars transiting the sixth house. If you're Gemini rising like Elmi, Mars Mm -hmm. will definitely be transiting your first house at some point. But it's a good idea to check in on this because Mars brings passion to whatever part of our chart it's passing through. It brings energy. It can bring a new focus, a new drive. It can enliven things. And it represents the stuff that we will fight for. Interesting. I didn't didn't know that. That's new to me. Yeah, check out Mars. Yeah, I know Mars has just entered your first house, so you can look that up. But basically... For you, I mean, Mars in the first house, the first house, they say, is what you project out into the world. So Uh, you might be 
projecting a more aggressive attitude or you might <laughs> or you might be again like it might be that you're looking to enliven how you project yourself to the world because yeah. the first house is our rising sign it's how people see us not necessarily who we are but it's how people perceive us and how we want people to perceive mm. us so you have mars there right now so that's uh, an interesting time for you mm, okay but speaking of Almy, you know we do a segment on the show every week called ask a scorpio mm. as i mentioned at the top Almy is a scorpio she's been a scorpio her entire life. And every week I like to ask her a question to get her Scorpio take on things. So, Elmi, mm-hmm. we just finished watching my favorite TV show at the moment, Cobra Kai, on Netflix, and I liked it a lot. It's the fifth season. Elmi, as a Scorpio, how did you feel about this most recent season of Cobra Kai? I liked it. I like all seasons of Cobra Kai. As a Scorpio, perhaps due to my Scorpio nature, I did feel this season was easily the least grounded of all of them. And sometimes I appreciate comedy more when it's grounded because the juxtaposition of the groundedness with the wackiness is, to me, what makes for great comedy. And when it's a little too wacky and not as grounded, it doesn't work as much for me. And I did feel that there were, they definitely went for it this season. There was definitely, the verisimilitude of season one was not as present here. And that tends to happen when you get into the fifth season of a TV show. It was still enormously entertaining, still great performances. I commend the actors for those fight scenes. They're doing those fight scenes. You can tell. Yeah, Um, that's impressive. With uh, Tanner Buchanan, you can tell that that is actually him fighting and that they don't cut to a stunt double. So when you consider how much they're really doing, I think it's very impressive. And there was a lot about the season I liked. I thought there was some good comedy, as I mentioned before. Johnny Lawrence being a rideshare driver was great. <laughs> Him trying to do an escape room, trying to create an escape room in his apartment was great. Yeah. Whenever he has a time to shine, it's really the best, and it's the best part of the show for me. And, yeah, I... I think that there were some things that were, I don't know, a little a little too out there for me, but I still really admire the show for going there. Yeah. Um, I thought without, I'm, I'm sorry that I'm taking so many pauses. I'm trying not to spoil the show because yeah, it's, it's 10 episodes yeah. and it's been out for only, what, a week? Yeah, only a little over a week, yeah. Yes, yeah, so I don't want to spoil it. I loved Crease. I wish we could have had a little more crease, but I really loved his the last episode. The finale, I thought, was just really fun with Crease's character. Terry Silver's character is great. That actor's fantastic. He is, and they joke in the show, they joke that he is a Bond villain. <laughs> and I thought that he played it as a Bond villain, which I think actually worked for the show. Even though I was talking about how it gets a little too wacky, I think his commitment to it was great. So that's what I thought. It's a really fun show. It does. It did, though, lose some of its realism from season one. And part of what made season one so unexpectedly great was how grounded it was. And they kept the realism of the question, what happens to the leads from the Karate Kid, what, 30 years later? Mm-hmm. And that was what made season one so great. And season two, to an extent, as well. That's not as present in this season. But again, season five in a TV show, to entertain it all and to deliver a finale that they did, and I think that's commendable. 
Yeah, I thought the finale was great too. And again, I'm I'm so biased with this show. I'm I'm a huge super fan of the Karate Kid movies, so I'm so happy that this show exists. Mm-hmm, and yeah. I hope it runs for thirty years. <laughs> I would love that. So no, I don't think that was great though. Thank you so much, Almy, for sharing your Scorpio perspective. Always happy to talk about TV. Yeah, appreciate it. All right, so let's see what is going on this week. Um, so Monday's looking okay. The moon will be in Cancer. Uh, the Cancer moon will form a nice sextile with Venus. It's going to form a nice sextile with Uranus. And then Venus, late Monday night, is going to form a trine with Uranus. So when Venus and Uranus get together, that can kind of mean like eccentricity is all of a sudden very attractive. Or, or I mean, I guess it's always attractive. Who, who isn't attracted to eccentricity? Mm-hmm. But maybe be more attractive and it can mean like maybe a a love that's like mismatched partners so to speak Uh, Uranus doesn't have those boundaries so you could find yourself falling in love with someone that you wouldn't think you would that kind of stuff it's kind of an alternative kind of love thing into Tuesday the moon will form a trine with Neptune so we might feel a little dreamy Tuesday we might actually have kind of vivid dreams Monday night into Tuesday because of that Neptune influence and then the moon will do its usual opposition with Pluto on Tuesday. So those dreams might actually be kind of stressful. <laughs> or at least our morning might feel a little stressful. Anytime the moon is butting heads with Pluto, we can feel a little... Uh, so, But overall, you know, Monday, Tuesday is looking pretty good. By Tuesday afternoon, the moon will enter Leo. And that's good for fire signs, especially, because we don't have a lot of fire out there at the moment. Not a lot of uh, planets that are in fire signs. We have Jupiter and Aries, but that's the only one I can think of at the moment. But the Leo moon, Tuesday night looks like it's going to be pretty happy. So Tuesday night actually might kind of have party vibes, even though it's kind of a... Uh, an early part of the week, but it might be a, a, a day that, you know, you feel good about yourself, feel more self-assured, that kind of a thing. Even Wednesday, Wednesday's looking pretty good too. And I'm looking at my day planner here. Wednesday is technically the International Day of Peace. And as far as what the planets are doing Wednesday, the planets look fairly peaceful as well. So hopefully that will go that way and we can have a nice peaceful day on Wednesday, September 21st. Now, Thursday is the fall equinox, and that is also the day that the sun is going to enter Libra. And the sun will stay in Libra until October 23rd. So we're wrapping up Virgo season. And for me, at least, Virgo season always flies by. It's just so Mm. quick. It's just you blink and you miss it. And Virgo season, you know, we're usually very focused on work. It's all about work, work, work. Libra season comes along and says, hey, let's catch our breath and maybe enjoy the finer things in life. Uh, Let's not put so much influence on pragmatism. Let's just kind of be in the moment. Let's spend less time looking at our finances, spend more time looking at art because Libra, of course, is ruled by Venus. Mm -hmm. The Leo moon on Thursday, I was mentioning the Leo moon was having a better time Tuesday and Wednesday. By Thursday, the Leo moon is going to bump up against planets that it's not really seeing eye to eye with. So the Leo moon is going to be quite cranky. And Leo, of course, is, you know, whether we like it or not, it's associated with our ego. Leo and Aries, especially, I'd say, is always associated with our ego. So we might be feeling a little combative on Thursday or people around us might be a little cranky as well. So watch out for that. 
But uh, Friday, what do we got? Friday actually is very Virgo heavy. I mentioned that it was the International Day of Peace earlier in the week. Uh, By Friday, I'm going to call Friday International Virgo Day Mm -hmm. because even though um, the sun will no longer be in Virgo, but Mercury is going to enter Virgo on Friday. So we'll have Mercury, we'll have Venus, we'll have the moon in Virgo on Friday. And Mercury is retrograding back into Virgo. Mercury, of course, is retrograde. It had been in Libra, but it's been working its way back. And now it's going into Virgo on Friday, September 23rd. And when it's in Virgo, it'll be in Virgo for about two and a half weeks. Yeah, Mercury will be in Virgo until October 10th. And during this time, events from the week of around August 20th through the 27th could come back into place. If you have any unfinished business from that time, kind of towards the end of August, with Mercury backtracking into Virgo, it's going to be in the place where it was back in August. So you might see things coming up from around that time, and you might be dealing with that kind of stuff. So that's kind of how the week is looking. And then a quick look ahead. We do have a new moon coming up on Sunday, September 25th. That will be a new moon in Libra. And then Venus is going to enter Libra on September 29th. And then Mercury will be going direct on October 2nd. So that's when we, uh, that'll be the end of Mercury retrograde on October 2nd. So yay, we have that to look forward to. (laughs) So in the meantime, yeah, it's kind of, um, our minds are just going right now. Don't know how else to put it. And things might not be feeling particularly solid out there either. Just because of the Mercury aspect, things are just changing very quickly around us. But hang in there, wear a seatbelt if you need to, (laughs) take a bath, try to unwind and relax if you can. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. We love you. And I think Almy's going to take us out with a couple deep breaths. Yeah, let's start slowing down right now. Get into a comfortable position. You can close your eyes if you like to. We're going to take three slow, deep breaths in and out. Let's start with a nice, slow, deep breath in and out. Deep breath in. Last one, slow deep breath in and out. All right, and release any tension you may be carrying in your body. Shoulders, let those drop, your jaw, your forehead. Unstick your tongue from the roof of your mouth and just let it all drop. As always, we thank you so much for listening. We thank you so much for your support. You can follow us on Instagram at Something About Astrology. We're on TikTok at Something About Astrology underscore. And we will talk to you again soon.